What's up, everybody? How's it going? Welcome to another fucking episode of Cookies and Beer. Holy shit. What is going on? Uh, how the fuck are you? You know, are we, I, I think we all thought it was going to be over by now, right? I think, I don't think much, I don't think a lot of people were like, that it was going to go this far. We thought there would be a nuke by now or aliens would show up. Something would happen. We were like, dude, there's no way we're seeing Q4 of 2022. There's no way. Here we are, dude. Fucking moral of the story. You will survive. Um, I am drinking, what are we drinking today? Uh, St. Arnold Blissfully Hoppy Harmony. It's a hazy IPA. Where's this shit? The, the, almost had the album artwork. The, uh, the can's pretty cool. Um, has a picture of a dude, like a Catholic priest or whatever, a saint, but he's drinking a bug, a big ass stein of beer with a, a Texas logo next to it. So I'm assuming it's local. How Texas is that? They got just like some priest with just like, yep, religion in Texas. This is all we give a fuck about. <laughs> um, what, where is it from? It's from Houston. Okay. What's the percentage on this bitch? 6%. Cool. So I can, I can slam this and be, and be good to go. Let's pour it up. Pour it up. Pour it up. This is going to be so cold. Had these bitches in the freezer. I just picked them up and they were kind of warm. And I was like, well, I'm drinking these for sure on the podcast. I only brought one. But I'll pause it, dude. I'll fucking pause it to get a second one. This thing goes 50 minutes. Your boy's going to get a little thirsty. I haven't tried this yet. Let's see what it's all about. St. Arnold Hazy IPA. Cheers. Um, first thoughts. I like it. Um, kind of at the point, I think I need to switch up my beer, um, type preference. Cause I've been going pretty hard in the paint with hazies lately for about the last, I don't know, eight months. That's all I've been getting for the most part. And they're great, but I can't tell the difference. Which I guess, what's the goal? The goal is to just drink and have fun. I'm, it's not my job. I'm not going around rating different beers. That's not my job. My job is to drink so that I can deal with my emotions like everybody else that's listening to this podcast. <laughs> and to go out and have fun and all of that. I don't need to know. That's the thing, dude. I feel like we live in a world now where if we do anything, if we have any hobby, we have to automatically assume that we have to know everything about it. I don't know why. Maybe that's just a me thing. Maybe if like, maybe I'm fucking it up for myself. Maybe that, maybe I just had a uh, character realization on air, but I feel like if I'm going to like, okay, we'll just stick with beer. I feel like I went through a whole whiskey phase. I still love whiskey, but I can't be just fucking drinking whiskey during a UFC fight. I'll be hammered. Or like all day drinking whiskey during football, which we're like a week and a half away from, and I'm so excited. We'll talk about that. Oh, boy. My Seahawks, huh? This is the time to be a fan. (laughs) We had like 11 solid years. We can't just abandon the team. Dude, I saw... Okay, you know what? No. We'll talk about it in a minute. You're getting off track. But I feel like for beer, I was like, all right, I'm going to start drinking beer. I'm not going to drink whiskey as often. It'll be like a special occasion or like a nighttime thing. Cool. So I, I went to beer and I don't like thick, like I don't like, uh, um, I don't even know, like stouts. Like fuck a, fuck a stout. I'm not doing that. What are we, camping? Grow up. We're not doing this. You're in L.A. So stouts are out of the question. Um, 
Ambers, who's that for? I don't know what that. I don't know who. I don't know who buys that. Maybe, you know what? I don't think I've ever had an amber though. Maybe I should. Maybe I should try it before I talk shit. But that's not that, that's fun. So fuck ambers. We're not gonna do that. Um, we got pilsners. I'll fuck with the pilsner. Um, lager. Don't even know what the difference is. I'm sure. Fine. Okay. But then hazies are kind of like this. Because IPAs can be deep, right? Like, you could get a double IPA and you're like, oh, I'm chewing on a, on a fucking Christmas tree. Like, it gets retarded very quick. But I know that hazies are a little bit softer. So you still get the Christmas tree, but it's not as crazy. It's like Christmas Eve. You're getting Christmas Eve instead of Christmas. You're not getting the full the full load. You're just getting a little bit. And I like a little bit because I can drink more of them. And the the... We, we need to calm down with what beer can be the highest percentage, okay? If you're a big person, like if you're like fucking 6'8", six, 6'9", six, or you're just an alcoholic and you need fucking 20 beers to get you drunk, um, then I guess that's who that's for. Because like if you're, a bigger, if you're a bigger person, you're not going to drink Coors Light because your body's going to absorb it super quick. So you're like, well, I'm not going to do that. May as well just drink straight liquor or like a high percentage beer and because because they have shit that's like 11 percent i'm like all right dude we're kind of like dipping our toe into like the liquor category with our beer like it's getting crazy there's like is there what's the highest highest alcohol uh by volume for beer fuck you 67 percent it's called snake venom. Well, of course it is. 67% is more than liquor. I thought after a certain percentage, like say after 22%, if it's higher than 22%, then it like goes into a different category. Like it goes from beer to liquor or liqueur or whatever the fuck we call it. But apparently you can just fucking rip beer, rip some snake venom, Scottish brewery Brewmeister has the strongest beer in the world, clocking in at 67.5% alcohol by volume. The subtly named Snake Venom <laughs> is brewed with a one-two punch provided by doses of beer and champagne yeasts. Oh, dude, this gets you fuck. It's also got a chocolate malt and peak smoke, smoked malt. And is freeze concentrated several times during brewing, which has the effect of jacking up the jacking up, jacking off the alcohol content. Wait, you freeze concentrated? What's that? That's like a loophole. You can just freeze concentrate shit, and it just fucking gets you more ripped. Let's look into freeze concentrating. Let's get back to that. Freeze concentration. Um. Is the crystallization of water to ice and the subsequent separation of the ice crystals from the concentrated fluid. What? <laughs> Here we go. All the science.org, so you know it's good. Um, freeze concentration is a processing technique used to extract water from a sample without losing valuable aromatics. One very common use of this method is when the handling of fruit juices to produce concentrates with an intense flavor. The concentrate can be used to make new products, frozen and mixed with water to produce a juice. Oh yeah, it's like the juices that you can buy from the like in like the frozen food section. So they're using that. Well, that's cool. I guess at least they're using all of it. I don't know. Food processing facilities may contain may maintain process equipment for freeze concentration if they handle high volumes of fruit juices, and it goes into like how to clean it and whatever. Interesting. So you could just put shit through freeze concentration, and it'll just get you because I guess it takes any water or whatever out of the booze, and it just leaves the booze in there, and then you just keep doing that, keep re repeating that process. How long does that take? How long does it take? Should we look it up? Let's look it up. How long does freeze concentration take? You're going to be at like a cocktail party and you're like, dude, 
freed concentration, right? Oh, dude, it could take... Oh, man, this is the only thing I hate about beer. You just fucking have, like, a sip, and you just have to take Tums for the rest of your life. It's just... Um, how long does this take? All right. Wow. I'm reading diagrams. I don't want, I just need an answer. Is it a day? Is it, it's probably not a day. It's probably like a month, two months. Let's do this. How long does the freeze concentration process take? Um, well, this isn't as fun. I can't find it. Um, hmm, because you would think it would take a while, right? Like, probably at least, I don't know, a few weeks to a month. Maybe not. You, there might be shit that just does this overnight, so you can just mass produce the fuck out of it. I can't find an answer, though, so maybe, um, here we go. Freeze concentration process worldwidescience.org there we go oh my god they got reference notes this is a fucking class like somebody submitted this paper from fucking yale i'm not reading this 38 pages yeah suck my ass i'm not i'm not reading 30 there's seven chapters let's just say it takes a month um but yeah so uh, i had a point to all of this what were we talking about we started talking about snake venom I was talking about, oh, I was talking about high percentage beers and how they're ridiculous. They are. 6% is cool. I like a good, I like to have the option of getting an 8 because I'll start with an 8. It's kind of like doing a shot before you go out, right? You like do the 8, maybe got a little weed in your system. You're just kind of, you know, riding the lightning, riding the wave, watching Sports Center at the bar, chilling. Then you get the eight going. The eight starts to pump through. We're not talking snake venom. Then you just you just ride it. You just fucking get it going. Then you just get yourself a nice little uh, what is it, Saint Arnold, a little six percenter. You just coast. Maybe get a cheeseburger. Maybe get some onion rings. Maybe get a shake on the way home and blow it out your ass. I don't know, dude. There's a couple milkshake spots around my place and I'm gonna go to one I'm lactose intolerant well I don't even know what the fuck I am so I was I was born in um Lancaster no I was I was born uh I guess lactose intolerant but I was born in it but I I don't know as I got older it I don't know. It kind of go like it kind of comes and goes. It just kind of shows up whenever it wants. It's like that shitty friend that just shows up at your doorstep. You're like, oh, I guess I'm dealing with you tonight. And that's exactly that's exactly how lactose intolerance works. Because I can go out like when I was in middle school, high school, it was pretty much just an ice cream thing. I was like chilling, and then I got older, and we got into the cheeses, and that's when that's when I declared this a fucking pandemic. For me, I was like, all right, dude, I love cheese. I could, I, I like ice cream too, but ice cream's not as, it's more avoidable than cheese. Like cheese is kind of on a lot when you think about it. Like, yeah, you can get a hamburger, but who's going to get a hamburger? What are you, fucking three? You're not getting a hamburger at 32 years old. You're getting a cheeseburger and you're going to deal with the diarrhea. That's on you. You didn't choose this life, but you know what? You got to write off, write it off into the sunset. See it through. And then I got older, and I started eating eating more ice cream, um, and I'm fine. I'm fine, but then I'll go have, like, a, like an ice cream cake, and it's, like, I, I, I got to schedule, like, fucking PTO after. Like, I need at least 24 hours to chill. Um, like, I had a bunch of string cheese over the week. Dude, I've been eating, like, a fucking five-year-old lately <laughs> i've been eating beef jerky and string cheese as like my snack it's not terrible i mean it's got a lot of fat and it's you know processed and <laughs> everything else. dude what is it can we come up with a different system 
for the little white packet that comes in with beef jerky. It's in a few other things too. Vitamin, you know, bottles. The little thing to keep it fresh. It's 2022. Can't we figure out a way to make pills stay fresh? Without having to accidentally fucking eat this, you know, packet of death or whatever. I don't even know what's in it. I don't even know what happens to you. All I know is that when you pick it up and you throw it in the trash can, you just want to, it's like trying to get rid of a fucking spider you just killed. You're trying to just flush, trying to just flush the fucking piece of, of fucking toilet paper down the, <laughs> you're just like, you, it's like poison. I don't know what it is. At least that's what it is in my head. I At 32 years old, I still take that little packet out and I quickly run to the trash can as if my arm's going to combust from the from the contact. What is in those? What are in those things? I know it's stuff to keep fresh, but let's see. What is in the little packet of beef jerky? Because I'll tell you what, dude, before we get into this, um, it's silica gel, by the way, but we'll get more into it. Um if I've smoked a little bit or I have a couple beers or I'm really interested in like a TV show or something and I'm just like vegging out just in a full-blown trance on the couch eating beef jerky, there's there's a there's a good chance I'm eating that packet. Like I'm at least biting through it. It's at least getting in my mouth. That's what she said. So I feel like there's there's some upgrades that they could do. Because you, you, you think about we're throwing all of this silica away. What is silica? Let's look. Silica gel or drying agent that manufacturers often in place of little packets to keep moisture from damaging certain food and commercial products. You have, may have seen silica packets in everything from beef jerky to the new shoes. You, yeah. What's up with the new shoes? I, I guess, Is it because if you get like leather shoes, the moisture might fuck up your shoes? But how much is this thing really really helping like is that all the silica you need for a pair of jordans to look fresh when you fucking when you buy them off stock x for four thousand dollars maybe we should get in the silica game let's create a silica gel packet company well that will be the name of it silica gel packet company <laughs> that'll be that'll be what it is and we'll just all get rich We'll all just fucking do it. We'll all just get super. I'm sure this has been thought of. I'm, I'm, how many silica gel companies are there? Is there just like one dude, or is it like a Coke, like a Coke Pepsi thing? Like, if you get beef jerky, you get this brand. If you get, you know, a brand new pair of Kyries, they they come in a different, a different packet. How many silica gel packet? Oh, here we go. Are effective. Let's bookmark that. We're gonna get back to that. We're gonna do that. Then we're gonna open up another one. And we're going to do how many, oh boy, how many silica gel companies are there in the world? Um, here's the top eight vendors. That's a weird number. I guess there's only eight because if there was more than eight, then they would have a top 10 list. Top eight vendors of silica gel from 2016 to 2020. Now it just goes through all of them. So there's like not that many, dude. Let's just get crazy and say there's like 20 or even 100. What's 101? Let's just add one more. 101 Dalmatians. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I just yawned. I just fucking had a stroke right there. <laughs> just staring. I got so lost in my own rant. I was just staring into a corner and I had my mouth open like I was fucking crazy or something. Um, what were we talking about? Beef jerky. Yeah, we need to get rid of those packets because um, I feel like they're not useful. I feel like, you know, I feel like the bag's enough. And I also feel like, does anybody just not eat a full bag of beef jerky when they get it? Or is that just a me thing? Because I feel like, for the most part, anytime I buy any kind of food, I'm eating all of it right there, which is probably, now that I say it out loud, it's probably not a healthy trait. Um but you know what? You know, we all have our own. We all have our own thing. I just like fucking food, okay? If I didn't work out, I'd be huge. Dude, I should just not work out for like a full year and just see how fat I could get. It would go quick. I'd be like, oh, shit, I'm 200 pounds. I'm up 20 pounds in 35 days. <laughs> like, 
because I eat like a child. I eat fucking mini corn dogs and dino nuggets when I'm stoned. That's what I do. But I use mustard, not ketchup. Can't have that much sugar. See? It's all about cutting corners, folks. It's not the 15 mini corn dogs that I just house with a shitload of French's mustard. It's the fact that I didn't use ketchup and I avoided the one gram of sugar. <laughs> That's the kind of uh, nutritional gymnastics I have to do with myself. Every time I eat, I'm like, all right, I won't have this. And that allows me to have 30 of these. I'm like, all right, like I won't have milk with my nine donuts. I just will have water as if the milk, as if the milk is the problem. Um, dude, speaking of beef jerky, we're just going to talk about beef jerky for the next like fucking 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know why, but we used to go to this place out in Baker. Yeah, not Bakersfield. Bakersfield is more north or west or fucking, yeah. Baker on the way out to Vegas. And they had an, it was like an alien joint. They had like a UFO, it was like a UFO themed store. They had like coffee mugs and dildos. And one of the things they had, an alien dildo. Imagine that. Do they have dildos on, on their web? What was the name of that place? It was called, let's look, Alien Jerky. California. Let's just let Google do the work for us, baby. Alien Fresh Jerky open. They're still open, baby. In Baker. What all do they have? Is it just jerky? I thought they had like sweatshirts and napkins and all kinds of shit that you don't need, but you're going to buy it because you're like, fuck it, dude. I'm in Baker. Let's, let's fuck. Let's do. I think it's just jerky. I guess if it's called Alien Fresh Jerky, they probably only have jerky, but that's not usually... Dude, they're open every day. Can you buy... What what kind of flavors do they have? Jerky. Um, They got... I think the, the like, names of them were UFO-themed, too, and they were, they were a clear bag with, like, a gold or, like, an orange, like, background... And, like, the label was, like, an alien looking over, like, Roswell or the freeway or some shit. I remember it vividly because I've been there a dozen times or more growing up. It's been probably 20 years since I've been there, but it's very vivid. Yeah, the, like, names were UFO themed. Honey teriyaki. All right, well, maybe not so much there. Sweet, spicy, abducted cow. Yeah, so here we go. Abducted cow, pineapple, teriyaki, beef jerky. Three and a quarter ounces for $12. That is very expensive, but you know what? Totally worth it. <laughs> I would I would definitely do a barbecue on the moon. Beef jerky. Roadkill, which is kind of weird name. View all. Yeah, we're going to talk about all of them. Loading. Space Cowboy. Um, weed Killer, which... Sounds, dude, that this looks, dude, the weed killer. When you can see the peppers, like the outline, like the the actual like red chili peppers, the flakes, when you can see them, air just kicked on. It must be hot as fuck. How hot is it right now? 95. That's not bad at nine o'clock. That's <laughs> not, it's not, that's not too bad. Weed killer. Um, sriracha beef. Oof, boy. Dude, here we go. Texas style ghost pepper beef jerky. All night. Just. <laughs> that's just. That's just what's going on. Ghost pepper beef jerky. It's the same price as everything else, which is crazy. You think it would be cheaper because you feel like your intestines would just come out. Dude, ghost peppers are fucked. Back in the day, when I used to work at Vaughn's or Safeway, depending on where you're listening to this in the U.S., um, uh, I would close a lot because I was I was still in uh, I was still a uh, I was still in high school, high school, and I was a junior. Or C, I guess I would have been a senior, and I. Um, I used to close a lot. So like the last hour or two, I think they closed at midnight. So from like 10, 11 o'clock, it was super dead. You'd get like the drunks coming in, 
you'd get like the random lady who comes in like looking mad stressed like she's trying to buy a you know a pregnancy test and you're like jesus good luck here's a fucking beer in case it doesn't work out <laughs> like like i like you saw everybody but most of the nights especially on week on weeknights you wouldn't see that shit so it would just be quiet and you would like you would get everything done and then you would just basically you and the checker cuz i was a like a bag boy or whatever courtesy clerk i think was the uh, professional name for it um we would just kind of go fuck around. Like we'd go drink milk in the fridge and we'd go, we'd like always get a little bottle of vodka and go put it in the freezer. Like when the shift started and they'd be like, Oh, broke or whatever. We have to, I guess we have to expense it. Like, you know, all those little tricks. Um, but there was one time where I, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to help the produce guy like load stuff for the next day. So I was helping him and he had a crate or like a box of ghost of, um, of ghost peppers and I was like, oh, what the fuck? I didn't even know we fucking sold these. It's like drugs. I was like, what the? I thought we just had like habaneros and like that was kind of it. Like I didn't think we would have these just like lying around. I'm acting like it's a fucking Glock. <laughs> like I'm like, dude, are, like, are we allowed to have these here? Like I've never seen one in, you know, in public. Like what the hell's going on? And so he's like, yeah, do you want one? I was like, well, I'll take one. I'm not going to like eat it, but I'll just take it just as, you know, a souvenir or something. I don't know. I was fucking... 15, um, or no, 18, I was pretty dumb, I was a pretty dumb 18 year old, but aren't most 18 year olds pretty fucking stupid, yes, um, but, so I took, I took the ghost pepper, and I, he's like, I dare you to have like a little bite of the tip, and I was like, all right, that's, <laughs> that's what he said, actually, hopefully not, if, if anyone's biting the tip, then that's a, that's a fucking problem, but I was like, all right, cool. I want to make sure I have water and milk. And I felt like I was on hot ones and I had a whole thing. I was like, I that camera there, that camera there. You have a minute to talk about, plug whatever you want. Like I fucking fit into this thing. And it was chilling for like a good minute. No, it probably wasn't a minute. It felt like a minute. It was probably like eight seconds. And like I bit into it and I didn't want to chew it. Because I was like, the more you chew it, the more it breaks down. And then you're not going to be able to eat it. Like I'd rather it go down into my stomach and have my have all the acids finally break all of that down so that I just have a fucking my appendix bursts or some shit <laughs> like I'm gonna let them deal with it like that's that's their fucking job all right so about eight seconds to a minute goes by and I'm like dude I think I'm I think I like I think I'm good and then I cough like it wasn't like a oh I have to cough like like you know how if you eat or something really spicy and you cough, like, you know, it's happening. This was like a random cough. Like I had, didn't even know it was happening. Like I involuntarily coughed. And as soon as I coughed, as I was coughing, I just panic. Because <laughs> I, I, for whatever reason, I know, I know what's about to happen. I'm like, fuck, this is karma. I was just talking shit about how I escaped the ghost pepper fucking continuum or whatever. And I'm good to go. And then I fucking coughed, dude. And I swear to God, as I was exhaling, I started sweating. <laughs> like it was a double, it was like a one-two punch type situation. I coughed. And as I coughed, I just started like just profusely sweating. I worked at Safeway. So we had a um, like a beige, like, almost like a dress shirt on like we were fucking Dwight Schrute or some shit and I'm just sweating through my shirt it's like 10 30 at night in November and I'm just sweating through my shirt I end up getting to the rest of my shift and dude I'm not even kidding you I think this was actually on a random Friday night that it wasn't busy because I had the next two days off because the next two days I just shit for two days and I honestly got to the point where I was like should I tell somebody what's going on <laughs> like I'm acting like I like you know, did like ecstasy for the first time. I'm like, should I tell an adult? Like, what's going on? So yeah, the point of the story is that ghost peppers are fucking nuts, and I'm not gonna do them. And if you call me a pussy for thinking that they're hot, then you know what? I'm a pussy. Okay, I'm sorry. That's just what it is. I appreciate the heat. I just don't like the aftermath. Okay, I'm not a big fan of it. Um. Uh. So yeah, there's that. And then what else do they have? I think that's pretty much. They have a Texas style hot jerk. You can you can get a box of 25 for $260, page two. 
Yeah, it's all jerky. I thought they had like coffee mugs and shit. This isn't as fun. I guess it's, you know, the in and out uh, algorithm. Just sell one or a couple things. Be fucking good at it. And you'll be chilling. I just saw... What? I can't be true. I just saw an ad... Pop-up, which is weird, because one, my ad blocker should have got it. But it was a gold... Not pop-up, but it was like a, like a little banner on that on their website that popped up. That said GoldenEye. What's going on with GoldenEye? Oh, it's like the 20th, 25th anniversary, huh? Yeah, everyone's... Okay. Dude, 25 years? Are you fucking kidding me? I've been seeing those pop up all day, but I guess it hasn't really processed. 25 years since GoldenEye the video game came out. Today. Oh, today. Oh, I guess that makes sense. That's why that's why everyone's talking about it. Yeah, today, if you're not if you're listening to this or yesterday, if you're listening to this when the day it comes out. Yeah, dude, GoldenEye 2007. I remember when I got that for my birthday. I talked about it before, but Remember, I got it for my birthday from my aunt, my uncle, and my cousins. And they gave it to me in a pumpkin. Yeah, I must have been, I mean, shit, when did this come out? 90, I mean, 25? 25 minus 2022, what is that, 97, 95? 97. Yeah, so I was 8. It was my 8th birthday. And it was one of the last gifts. Or no, it was like the middle of the pack, I think. That's an important detail. <laughs> it was middle of the pack. And they're like, here you go. Here's a pumpkin. And I was like, well, this is cool. I got a fucking pumpkin. I'm like, all right, cool. And then they're like, no, like open it up. And I was like, well, it's a pumpkin. You can't really open up a pumpkin. I need a knife and all that. But I saw that it was carved. I opened up, popped the top off. And there was a bunch of the seeds were still in the pumpkin, and I was like, well, this is, this is a pumpkin, like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if I'm dumb, or there's more to it, and they're like, no, you gotta, like, dig through it, I'm like, all right, you gotta, you're gonna give me, you're gonna make me work, it's my eighth birthday, they're like, no, like, I swear, I'm like, all right, cool, so I go, and I dig through, and I feel like a plastic bag, and I'm like, what the fuck is this, and so I kind of get a grasp on it, I pull it through the fucking alien-like tendons of the inside of a pumpkin and I see that in a plastic bag is the GoldenEye game on Nintendo 64 and I was like well holy shit I don't, I want everyone to leave right now and we're just gonna play this for the rest of my life and half of that was true I got through the party on air but I remember getting done with the presents and doing the cake and I don't even remember if I ate all of my cake like my slice, I think I immediately went into my room with my cousins and my friends. And I think they bought me a controller too. I think they may have bought me a Nintendo 64 controller. I think. I'm not sure. But we hooked up the four the fucking four players on Goldeneye and we dude, we played that game. I'm not even kidding you. Probably three years straight, four years straight. Like straight. Like, yeah, other games came out that we played, but we would always revert anytime anyone went over to anyone's house. It was kind of like how Mario Kart was. Like, everyone played Mario Kart, and then when GoldenEye came out, you'd go to anyone's house, and if they had a N64, we were playing GoldenEye. You had, like, the Rumble Pack, you know? <laughs> you actually had to buy, like, the vibration part of the controller back in the day. You know, yeah, what a fucking, what a time to be alive. I feel so, the fact that this is 25 years old means that if I live another 25 years, I hope so, but who fucking knows, that means that I'll be that person who's like, dude, 50 years ago, hopefully I don't sound just like that, but I might. I'm like, dude, 50 years ago, Goldeneye came out, and everyone's going to go, what the fuck is Goldeneye, you old man? I'm going to go, hey, suck my ass, and you'll be good. But for right now... Most people that are listening to this probably haven't at least, you either have a, if you're older and you have kids, your kids played this, maybe you played it with them, or if not, you remember playing this game with all your buddies. We all had the same set of rules, no one could play Odd Job on the multiplayer, Golden Gun was off limits, 
was basically a race, the first person to get the uh, rocket launcher or the RCP-90. If you're a huge nerd like I was, my cousins and I would try to do speed runs through the, the campaign where you start off at dam and then you go to facility. What was that? What was that game? Um, maps. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Stayed, no, levels. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember the screen where, yeah, dam facility, runway, surface, bunker, silo, frigate, or frigate, frigazy, uh, surface, bunker, statue. That was the one where you're in Russia. Yeah, archives, streets, depot, train. That was like towards the end of the movie of the actual campaign. Jungle, control, caverns, cradle, which is the final um, scene in the GoldenEye movie where they're on the big ass, you know, crane or whatever. And then you had the two additional levels of Aztec and Egyptian. That's right. And you could play most of these game, most of these levels on multiplayer, except for like Dam and a couple of other ones. But yeah, this game was fucking dope. Yeah, we used to do like, yeah, the multiplayer was temple, complex, caves, library, basement, stack, facility, bunker, archives, caverns, and Egyptian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this game was the fucking shit, dude. This game was 97. Man, I am happy that I grew up around this time. Like, I kind of go back and forth. I'm like, I wish I was like a teenager when like Led Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix are out, or I would go, I wish I was a teenager in like 1981, 1982 to see like Metallica record Kill 'em All and watch like the rise of thrash metal and then get into <laughs> a lot of the hip hop, like watch Tupac blow up, like start watching, go watch Jordan blow up, you can watch Kobe blow up. Like I think that might be. Because, like, the 70s into the 80s, there was definitely cool shit, I'm guessing. But as far as sports goes, like, there was, like, what, three teams in the NBA that just fucked all the time? It was like, the Celtics, Lakers, and, like, the Bucks or some shit. And then NFL, I don't really know of that. Like, I think, like, the 70s, like, that's, like, when did football start? I know this is a dumbass question. When did NFL, or no, not NFL, when did football, or let's do professional football start? Because I'd say NFL, but there was shit before NFL. 1892, Jesus. All right, so yeah. Dude, football might be one of the oldest sports. Yeah, 1892? What? That's fucking wild. Anyways, I'm sure it was it was a very similar thing with most of the sports where it was like one or two teams that just dominated for like two or three decades and then and then it just blew the fuck up. And now like for the NBA finals, there could be six teams right now that could all easily do it. Like it's the the competition and the talent is spread is spread out now to where it's like giving multiple people a chance. I had a point to this story. I don't know what I was talking about. Oh, that I gr fucking grew up in a good time. Um, I guess, dude. I don't know. I didn't have a choice, right? I don't think any of us did. We just grew up when we grew up. Who knows what could happen? We could all be going to the moon in like 30 years. And people that are listening to this that are super young are like, dude, I can't believe we experienced this. Now we can just take an Uber to fucking Pluto or whatever. Or whatever it is. But yeah, Goldeneye. Um, dude, before we get into dicks of the past, I started watching this show on Apple TV plus. I know I'm late to the party, but it's called severance. Um, it's got Adam Scott, <coughs> excuse me, Jesus. It's got Adam Scott, Christopher Walken. Um, it's got a bunch of people in it, but it's very, very good. If you have Apple TV plus, I highly recommend it. Um, basically in a gist, it's this guy who they follow, uh, his name is Mark. And it's played by Adam Scott. And basically, he takes part of an experiment at work that separates his work life from his home life as far as, like, stress and anxiety and memories and everything like that. So 
the idea is that he walks into this place, he clocks in, and then that version of him is done. And now he's clocked in, so now he's this new, or not new, but he's this different version of himself, but he's like the work version of it. And then that person works for eight hours or whatever, and then when they clock out and they go down the elevator, the person that spits out is the guy that clocked in, right? So it's the it, complete separation of work and, you know, personal life, which sounds, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people kind of want that, but it gets super crazy. And I'm not going to spoil it because I feel like it's worth watching. It's only nine episodes. Um, it is, uh, it's very, it's very good. I, 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 I am, the reason I'm kind of dancing around it is because it's, I, I want to be able to talk about it more, but I feel like I would give stuff away. So I'm not going to talk about it. Just go check it out or don't. I can go fuck myself. I have no idea. Um, cool. Just wanted to talk about that before we get into dicks of the past. Now we can get in some dicks of the past. Time machine function three, two, one. This is dicks of the past. All right. Dicks of the past. If you are new, we have a segment called Dicks of the Past where we go back in time. We pick today's month and date and we go all the way back into a random year and we look about what's going on and we talk about it. So this week we got August 26th, 1984. And let's check it out. We got Ghostbusters came out already fucking off to a good start. Watched Ghostbusters not two or three nights ago. I think it's on Netflix. Let's look. I don't want to give you fake news. Let's look. Ghost. Where can I watch Ghostbusters? Hulu. It's on Hulu. Watch it on Hulu. That's what it was. Um, Great movie. Part one and two. Part one was better, I think. But all in all. Great films. Uh, Careless Whisper came out by George Michael. Well, this if this song doesn't make you want to fuck, then I mean, <laughs> then the music video will <laughs> because it is a, it's a great one. Um, yeah, the book The Walking Drum by Louis Lamour. Maybe it's Louis Lamour. Uh, what? Let's fucking see what this is. Because I have no idea. Because I wasn't born. Um, let's look, Amazon. Um, all right. Here's a brief synopsis. Warrior, lover, and scholar. Oh, boy, fucking four words in and I'm already confused. Kerbotchard? Kerbotchard. Kerbotchard. All right, warrior, lover, and scholar, Kerbotchard is a daring seeker of knowledge and fortune bound on a journey of enormous challenge, danger, and revenge. Across Europe, over the Russian steppes, and through the Byzantine, I should know that word, uh, the wonders of Constantinople, Kerbotchard, or whatever, I'm fucking, I don't know, this beer's kicking in. 6%, huh? Um thrust into the treacheries, passions, violence, and dazzling wonders of a magnificent time. So far, no idea what it's about. Um, from castle to slave galley. Galley? I don't know. I'm really dumb. Maybe I should read this book. <laughs> maybe maybe it'll help with my stupidity. The sword-racking battlefields to a princess's secret chamber and ultimately to the impregnable fortress of the valley of assassins the walking drum is a powerful adventure in an adventure world in an ancient world that will find you every bit as riveting as louis or louis lamour's stories of the american west so it doesn't really it just talks about a guy talks about a guy that's what it is and then if that sounds fun then you fucking check it out um if you're playing video games you're probably playing gertrude's secrets um, what? That was the name of, uh, that was the name of a video game? What, did someone just, like, whisper into the fucking TV? Well, this is 84, so it was probably something a lot more chill. Gertrude's Secrets, 1984 children's video game by The Learning Company. The goal of the game is to solve puzzles 
and find secrets along the game's title character, Gertrude the Goose. It features a variety of puzzles involving basic recognition of shapes, colors, and patterns. The puzzles are designed to develop basic skills of logic and reasoning. A companion game, Gertrude's Puzzles, was released at the same time. <clears throat> this was released on Commodore 64, DOS, and Apple II. So long story short, it's a problem-solving game. All right, the very different dicks of the past. I feel like it started off great with Ghostbusters and Careless Whisper, and then there we, we kind of learned a little bit with the walking drum. We learned that I was stupid. And then we just kind of had a like a, you know, early stages of a puzzle game as the, you know, final course. It was okay. I give that dicks of the past probably a, a, a strong C, maybe a C plus if we're playing that. For playing that game. Um, <clears throat> moving on to sports. As of today, the Lakers just got Patrick Beverly. Um, and I think we gave up uh, Taylor Horton Tucker for that. I think he's going to the Jazz, I read. <clears throat> Let me look before I talk about it. Uh, Pat Bev to Lakers. <laughs> yeah, I think... Yeah, so Stanley Johnson and THT for Pat Bev for Utah Jazz. Um, yeah, there's a couple things we could talk about. We <clears throat> could go the positive route and say that I'm glad that we got Pat Bev because he, I feel like he could bring a lot of like fieriness to him, to the rest of the squad, because we all know he's a dog and he just fucking goes after people and puts the clamps on, which is great. Um, so we could look at it like that and say that because Pat Bev is who he is, he might be able to kind of awaken the beast of the Lakers. If you want to call, if you want to say that, you could also look at it that we lost Stanley Johnson and THT, who are probably going to blow the fuck up in Utah, and Donovan Mitchell could very well stay in Utah, and THT could be a very good shooter for him. There's that. We could see what happens. Obviously, only time will tell. I'm going to go the positive route, though, and say that we got Pat Bev, and I'm excited to see what happens. Um, moving on to baseball. This is kind of old news at this point, but I didn't forget that I did, haven't talked about it. Walker Bueller, as far as my Dodger fans go, Walker Bueller is out for the season with Tommy John, which is a fucking bummer because uh, he was pitching pretty decent over the last couple years in the postseason. Um and it sucks. It sucks because he's probably going to be out for uh, probably the first couple of months of next year, too, depending on how his recovery goes. But um, we had Dustin May, who had Tommy John, too, I believe. And he came back just slinging dick. Like, he looked amazing. He looked almost better than ever. He was amazing. I hope he can stay healthy. It would be a very good um, supplement. I won't say replacement, but supplement. Uh, I guess replacement of Walker Bueller. That's not saying anything bad. He's out. It's not his fault. Um, so, yeah, we got that with baseball. Moving on to the UFC. Holy shit. I don't know if you guys watched the Kamaru Usman Leon Edwards uh, 2 fight, but my God, what a comeback win. Um, at this point, you probably already heard um, that uh, Kamaru Usman got knocked out. With a left head kick that was unexpected. I don't think anyone saw it coming. Except probably Leon and his team. Because there was videos that came out after the fact. That they were practicing that pretty often. And uh, so we can't say it's lucky at this point. Right? We just can't. Um, it, everybody was doubting out Leon Edwards. Like I was. I like Leon Edwards. I wanted him to like, like I was like, fuck, I really wanted him to do more during those like rounds two, three, and four. But I was like, dude, if Leon Edwards catches this dude somehow, like anything's possible. And the fifth round started, started and like everybody else, it sounds like everybody kind of just fucking doubted him. We all fucking fucked up. And even like the commentary, they were like, yeah, you know, if they ever fight a third time, this is what I would do if I was Leon or whatever. I'm paraphrasing. And then, dude, 51, 52 seconds left, 
into the fight, Leon Edwards won. He he won the first round, but like pretty straightforward. Like he fucking won the first round. Got some good shots. Took Kamaru down. Gained control. Like looked phenomenal. And everybody was like, Jesus Christ! All right, like what the fuck is going on? And then round two started, and Kamaru started to take control. Rounds three and four it was pretty much all Kamaru. Leon Edwards definitely wasn't wasn't stopping. He was putting up a fight. Great defense. Um, good takedown defense, but after a while, Kamaru was just taking him down, like, relatively easy. Rounds three, round four, when those were over, Leon was, you know, heading back to his corner. And he, even his corner was, like, basically, like, wake the fuck up. Like, what are you doing? This, that, and the other. Again, I'm paraphrasing. And Leon Edwards wasn't even, like, looking at his coach. And, I like, it, w- it was kind of weird for me to watch, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this is like, I don't know if he's like broken. And I was like, it's Leon Edwards, though. He's not broken. He just went, he went wild with fucking Nate Diaz. Like, he's not, he's not, you know, like he knows what he's doing. And the fifth round started and I was like, yeah, like if this is just going to be how it is, then it's pretty much over. And then the fucking kick happened. And everybody, including myself, just we I screamed like a child <laughs> it was the craziest thing because someone like Kamaru Usman watching him get knocked out was I mean okay look we all know eventually champions drop right Tyson lost eventually um, GSP eventually lost um, Khabib has never lost that's a different thing but like eventually people lose right like that's just what happens um, Anderson Silva like all of these like legends like eventually eventually something's going to happen. It's not because you didn't train well or whatever. It's just life. Shit fucking doesn't always go your way 100% of the time. And so, uh, but like, if you're, if you ask me like, oh, what do you think, you know, if, if Kamaru ever got, you know, if he ever lost, how would it happen? And I was, I I wouldn't have guessed getting knocked out. I don't know when I would have guessed, like maybe decision or like maybe he got, gets robbed or something. Like, I don't know. But to watch him get knocked out, one of the best welterweights, if not the best welterweight or the best fighter in the UFC of all time, watching that go down was so fucking dope. It was, I mean, obviously I'm glad he's okay and everything, but that that's his job. But it was just like this weird, it was this cool shift that kind of happened. And I'm sure they're going to, I think they're going to fight again. It sounds like they might be fighting like February, March, maybe at Wembley. Home field advantage to Leon Edwards. That could be one of the biggest pay-per-views of all time. If they make that happen, put Patty Pimblett on that card and just have him be the co-main, have him fight somebody pretty big, and it's going to be easily one of the biggest pay-per-view cards of all time. At Wembley Stadium? Like, that's some wild shit. Um, I had a point to vault to all of this. Um, Yeah, in summary, it was wild. The Luke Rockhold and Paolo Costa fight was wild. I don't think anyone thought that Paolo, that Luke Rockhold, I mean, I'm sure some people may have thought that Luke Rockhold wasn't going to be able to survive three rounds with Paolo Costa, but I'm glad that he did because it was one of the best fights I've seen in a fucking very long time. And to retire off of a fight like that, someone like Luke Rockhold was just, he did. He was never down. Like he he was on his back for the last what two minutes of the fight, and then or the last minute and a half. And in the last like 20, 30 seconds, he changes position, gets on top, and starts smearing the blood on his face on Paolo Costa's face, and just goes like full Tyler Durden on him, and just just shows that he's like a fucking crazy, like just a crazy man. And I say that with the most respect. Like Luke Rockhold is the man. So he didn't really lose the fight. Like he lost, I mean, okay, he lost the fight, but he didn't lose any respect from any of that. It's kind of like when Nate Diaz lost to Leon Edwards, like Nate Diaz kind of getting his ass kicked the last couple rounds. And then the last round in a half, he just starts to come back and just starts teeing off on Leon Edwards, like almost could have put Leon down if he, if he like, if he actually got him. And then when Leon won that fight, Everybody was still, I mean, it's also Nate Diaz. He's like one of the most loved fighters of all time. Both of the Diaz brothers are. So that's kind of a different thing. But anyways, you get what I'm saying. I should have got a second beer. What are we? 55 minutes, dude. See, I fucking know my body. Um, But I'm not because we only got NFL album of the week. And then I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to go to the fucking, I'm going to go to the store and buy some more beer. 
dude, you can't buy. So one weird thing, little side note, you can't buy liquor at the grocery stores out here, which is kind of whack. And you can't buy booze before noon or 10 out here, which is also kind of whack. Argument there is that you don't really probably shouldn't be drinking before 10 on a, on, you know, a Sunday, but let me make that decision for myself. I mean, I probably won't because football is not even on until noon out here, which is going to be kind of whack because I feel like I just got to like sleep in or do something to like adjust for the time zone. Um, but yeah, well, that was kind of whack. So I have to buy beer before or liquor before Sunday. Um, NFL, Nothing really to talk about with the NFL. We kind of already alluded to it with my Seahawks and the Bears. That was one of the worst performances I've seen uh, from the Seattle defense and offense. There was a couple, couple. There was just, but it's also. I mean, you know what, dude? It's preseason. I'm not going to sit here and freak out. The pictures and the videos of fans like getting mad at the Seahawks. Like, first of all, dude, it's one. It's preseason. Two. We had like 11 to 12 years and probably more, even in, like, the Sean Alexander days, um, where we've at least made wild card. So you, it could be worse. You could be the fucking Jets, right? Like, go through a few flurries and then just be trash for years. And that's just how it is. How <laughs> it is with the Jets. If you're a Jets fan, I fully respect you for hanging in there because most people left because they're fucking bandwagoners. And as soon as the Jets started sucking... They were like, I'm done. But if you're a Jets fan and you're an actual Jets fan, which I guess if you're a Jets fan, you can't really be a fake Jets fan because they're trash. But if you're a Jets fan, I respect the shit out of you and I will shake your hand any day, <laughs> any day. Um, but there was a point to this. Um, Drew Locke had COVID. I think he's back. So we're chilling there. Um, I kind of hope a lot of people stop becoming Seahawks fans. I hope I... We need to, I've been saying this for a couple of years, but we need to weed out a lot of these like almost back to back Super Bowl people that jumped on in like 2000, 2012, 2013. I was only like 2009, so I'm not that far behind you guys. But I started liking them when they sucked a little bit. You still had Sean Alexander and you guys were fucking killing it and he was just mowing people over. But that was pre Russell Wilson. That was Matt Hasselback doing his thing. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't mind the I wouldn't mind um what's it called? Lumen? I almost called it CenturyLink. It's not CenturyLink anymore. It's fucking Lumen Field. Which Lumen, coincidentally, is the name of the company that's in the TV show Severance. So we're full circle. Seahawks are in planning shit to people to separate their work from their home life. Um so yeah, that's it with the NFL. There's, I think, one more week of preseason. Yeah, because I got fantasy drafts next. Oh, fuck. Do I have fantasy drafts? No, 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 no. Next week. Yeah, the third and the fourth. Nice. I'm playing fantasy football again. I haven't played fantasy in like four years because it usually just causes me to have severe anxiety over something that's pretty much out of my control <laughs> for the most part. Uh, so we'll see. I'm doing two leagues this year. And I'm not looking forward to it because I, I already rem just based off of the group chat, you know, chat alone. I'm like, oh, fuck, dude, this is I'm, ha I'm having flashbacks, but it, it'll be fun. It's a whole new group of people and um, it'll be great. Moving on to album of the week. I went with Ruination from uh, the band Job for a Cowboy came out in the year 2009. Um, I remember listening to not listening to I remember watching the drum videos who was the drummer for job for a cowboy when this came out it was oh god I can picture his face um John Rice I think what does that sound familiar John Rice I think it was John Rice yeah John Rice the drummer for job for a cowboy yeah my fucking brain is kicking today dude yeah, there's a video of John Rice. <clears throat> John Rice, uh, they're recording him while he does one of the songs off of this album. I forget. Oh, God, what, what fucking song was it? I think it was... 
I think it was the opening track, Unfurling a dark, Darkened Gospel, or maybe it was... Oh, what was it? You know what? I kind of want to find it. John Rice YouTube. Drum video. Um, dude, John Rice is in fucking Behemoth now? No. Behemoth. Dude, if John Wright, what? Am I tripping right now? When did the fuck? This is probably old news. Oh no, he's not. He's not. I don't think. Yeah, I was gonna say. I thought Behemoth was all. Oh, so he he may have filled in. Let's see. No, it doesn't say at all. Why did that show, dude? Behemoth fucks. I'm going to have to go listen to Behemoth. By the way, that Mastodon and Ghost show, I'm not going to be able to go to. I have family in town, but that's a fucking dope show. It was like $35 to go. But I'm not that far. Dude, I'm going to have to, I'm going to leave this tab open. John Rice, apparently he toured with Behemoth. It looks like back in like maybe 2017, it was like a summer tour or something. Because you see him in like all the face paint and shit. Oh yeah, we're fucking having a, a behemoth night tonight. Um, Yeah, dude, I think that's it. Do I have any more beer left? Oh, dude, I do have more beer left. Cheers. Let's kill it real quick. All right. All right, you sluts. That is it. That is it for the week. I hope you guys have a good week. No. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm glad you guys were able to come check out the new episode and all of that shit. You guys be safe. You guys be good humans. And I will talk to you motherfuckers next week. Later. Later.